You're listening to the Epic Living Podcast with Jim Simcoe. I'm Jim Simcoe, and I'm here to help you make your life epic. So let's get rolling. Hey, this is Jim. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we have an interesting topic. Today, I'm going to talk all about trust and how to create trust in a relationship or repair trust in a relationship. And I know that, you know, if you're in any kind of relationship, obviously, trust is probably one of the biggest things that is important to you, just like it is to me and it is to just about anybody else. I think it's really the cornerstone of any relationship. And I've been on both sides of this, right? So I've been on the side where uh, I've been with people where I couldn't trust them, whether it was someone I was dating or somebody that I was uh, supposedly friends with. And I've also been on the other side where I felt that, you know, someone didn't trust me for whatever reason. So I'm going to talk a lot about, uh, you know, the elements of trust today, you know, what is a trust bank? What builds trust? What breaks trust? How to get it back? And 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 what are what are the key components to look for in somebody when you're when you're entering any kind of relationship with them, or if you're in a relationship with somebody, how to judge that relationship in terms of uh, the trust factor? So let's get going. So the very first thing I think, the very very first step in all of this is to is for you to accept and believe that you deserve a trusting relationship. Now, I know that this sounds really simple and sounds really basic, but, um, and I've been in this situation before, like, you know, like if you really don't have uh, a super high opinion of yourself or are just willing to accept whatever, um, if you don't believe that you deserve a trusting relationship, then guess what? You're never going to have one, right? I mean, it's just like, that's just kind of how it works. Uh, You really have to believe that you deserve a trusting relationship and that you're worthy of that. And that's a... That's a th- I think that's a hurdle that a lot of people face that, you know, maybe they don't think that they're worthy of someone else's trust. But I, I really believe that everyone is worthy of other people's trust and that and, and that that's an important piece of life that, you know, isn't going away anytime soon. So the first step is to accept and to believe that you deserve a trusting relationship. And you do. Now, the second thing is to think about what what actually is trust and what, you know, what is it? You know, for me, it's the cornerstone of any relationship. It's basically, can you count on that other person? Can you count on that other person to be honest with you? And can you count on that other person for support and love when you need it most? So anybody can give you support and love when you're on top of the world and everything's going great. I think if you're a celebrity in Hollywood, if you're Brad Pitt, you're Angelina Jolie, you know, tons of people want to give you support and love and, and, and want to trust you because you're freaking Brad Pitt or Angelina. So, you know, things are going great. But if things aren't going great, that's really when you know what um, what a person's all about and if they if, if you do have a trusting relationship with them. So the very first thing um, after accepting that you believe a trusting relationship is to realize that trust is based on mutual respect. It's based on mutual values. It's based on mutual commitment. So let's take a look at each one of these. So mutual respect, you have to respect the other person for them to be able to trust you and vice versa. Okay. That's the, that's the cornerstone right there. It starts right there. You have to have respect for the other person because if you don't, then, then you're not going to care about screwing them over and they're not going to care about screwing you over. Another thing to look at is your values. So and I've talked a lot about values in, in previous episodes, but you know, what are the values of the person you're trusting? Do they have a history of being a trustworthy, being an honest person. And then finally, the commitment aspect. So you might be fully committed and fully uh, uh, willing to trust someone else, but if they don't share that same level of commitment, then you have an imbalance in the relationship, and that's really not going to serve you 
at all. So it's based on three things, respect, values, and commitment. Those are the three things that it's built on. And, and those really are the first three things you need to look for in any relationship that you're in, or if you're in a relationship right now. And, and really the other thing is like, you know, as we, you know, as you think about it, trust gets lost. Trust can get lost really easily, right? It can get, it can take forever to build it up and it can take forever to, uh, uh, to have it with somebody, but you can lose it like that. I mean, it just gets lost that fast. A lot of times it gets lost because we all get so busy in a constant uh, deluge of emails, and meetings and calls and kids and other uh, obligations or what have you. And we just get busy. We just forget that, you know, we've made minor commitments to the other person and we keep breaking them. So think of like a typical situation of, uh, you know, you're in a relationship and your significant other, you know, you, you keep asking the guy, to empty the dishwasher, right? So let's say you live together. You keep asking him to empty the dishwasher and he never does. Well, what that does is that starts building up a distrust in your brain because even though it's not something super significant, like it's not, uh, you know, it's not something that's that crucial, what it does in your brain, you say, okay, well, if he doesn't do the dishwasher, what else, what are the things that he has said he's willing to do and, and is going to do is he not doing? Is he out there cheating on me? You know, obviously that's a much bigger one, but you can see how the pattern starts going and how that starts developing. You start rolling um, uh, the boulder down the hill, so to speak, and you start building the momentum of distrust is because people start missing minor things. So be very cautious of those minor things, both with people around you, if they're doing them or you, um, you know, when you, when you, that's how you start to lose trust. When you really fully are breaking trust and, and really how to break the trust. I mean, obviously this is something you don't want to do, but this is when you establish a pattern of wrong actions. Like, okay, you forget to do the dishwasher. You know, you say you're going to be home at a certain time and you don't. Um, you say you're not going to talk to your ex, you know, your ex-girlfriend and then you do, you know, these things just start building up. And so there's a pattern of wrong actions and if you combine that with, you combine the pattern of wrong actions with someone who is also not making it right afterwards. So like anybody can make a mistake, right? There's been plenty of times where I've forgotten to do, you know, empty the dishwasher. And I guess the, the emptying the dishwasher will be our basic example today. Um, but you got to be able to make it right afterwards. So if I've forgotten to empty the dishwasher, you know, and I'll go to Kelly and go to my wife and say, hey, I'm sorry, you know, what can I do to make it up? Because it's really important for me for her to be able to trust me. And I think that it starts at those levels. It starts at the sort of the benign level of emptying the dishwasher. So when you're breaking it, you know, if someone who's breaking a trust, it starts with a pattern of wrong actions, but it also continues when they're not really trying to make it right afterwards, when they're just kind of like, well, whatever, I don't care. I didn't empty the dishwasher. I'm not really going to mention it. It's not a big deal. Um, because at that point, what, what you have is you have a disrespect of the other person's values and other what uh, what the other person's beliefs are. So if I have committed to emptying that dishwasher by not emptying it, what I'm telling my wife is that what I've committed to isn't important. Okay. And whether that's the dishwasher or our marital vows or how we're going to raise our kids, it, in a lot of ways, it doesn't matter because the message that she's getting is that I can't be trusted with what I've committed to. 
And that's a big, 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 big deal. And I think this is the thing that most people miss. And I, and I got to say, like myself too, for a very, very long time, I missed this um, and really didn't get a handle on this until uh, several years ago. Basically, you know, trust is built on the little things. It's not built on the huge things. It's built on the little things. You say you're going to be home at eight, be home at eight. You say you're going to empty the dishwasher, empty the dishwasher. And be very, very cautious and wary of people who say things and then don't follow up and do. And like I said, you know, it takes a long time to build trust, but it takes a very, very short time to break trust. So be very, very cautious um, when you're giving your word about something or when you are accepting someone else's trust. That That is something that's a sacred thing and you really need to respect that. Okay, so what builds trust? Let's go on to the next thing. So what builds trust? Well, Quite frankly, in my opinion, actions build more trust than words ever will. So, and I've had this in work environments before where people have committed to doing certain things and they say, okay, no, I'm definitely going to do that um, and I'm going to get it done by Friday. And they just don't. Or, and, you know, and that happens again and again and again. And so a long, long time ago, both in my career and in my relationship and in my friendships, I look at actions over words. I, I almost don't even listen to what someone's saying when they're committing to something, because I want to see what they're actually going to do. What are their actions? Because words are easy. You know, you've heard the thing, you know, talk is cheap. Well, it really is. It's very easy to say anything you want to say. Actions are much tougher. So <clears throat> the people you really want to trust and value are the people who show up in their actions, people who say they're going to do something and then they actually do it. Or someone who acts in a way that is super trustworthy for you uh, rather than just talking about it. And here's an example. So I've been married for 13 years and I trust my wife implicitly. Um, you know, in, in our relationship, you know, she, she's usually the one who, you know, goes out with her friends and like they'll go to wine bars or dinner or whatever else. And I always, you know, and it sounds super simple or whatever, but I always trust that, you know, she's going to come home when she says she's going to come home and that she, and if she's going to be late, that she's going to text. And the reason I trust that is because, you know, I asked her a long time ago, like, look, if you're going to be late or whatever, just text me and let me know. So she's always done it. And she's, we've really never had that many conversations about it. She's just always, always done that. So I know that I can trust that she's always going to make that commitment and she's always going to follow that action, you know, because she knows, you know, that it's important to me. Now, whether it's important to her or not, you know, that's that's almost not the point. The point is that she knows it's important to me and I can trust that she's going to do that. And she can trust me in obviously a bunch of other ways as well. Um, but I think that that's a very simple example in the sense that it, I've been in other relationships where I've said, Hey, you know, like if you're going to be home late or whatever, um, text me or call me and the people and, you know, and the person hasn't and they've gotten home super late or they've, you know, God knows what they were doing. You know, who knows? But the point is, is like, you know, with my wife, I can trust that she's going to show up. I'm, I can trust that she's going to be there when she says she's going to be there. That's just how it is. Um, on another note, you know, with me, anybody who knows me knows that I am fanatically on time everywhere I go. Like one thing, you know, with even with all of my faults, you know, like that I have just like everybody else, one of them is not being late. I am early for everything. There is not one, I can't remember the last time I was not at least five, 10 minutes early for an appointment, a meeting, a dinner, coming home, whatever. 
it's just part of my DNA. I'm just always early. I can't stand being late. And I feel like it's somewhat disrespectful to be late or, or unprepared. Um, so I just don't ever do that. So the point of this is, is that anybody who knows me knows that they can trust that if they say, you know, Jim's going to be there at eight o'clock, I'm going to be there at eight o'clock. The only way I'm not going to be there at eight o'clock is if there's an earthquake, a fire, or, you know, some economic collapse and, you know, the world is falling down. It just, it just doesn't happen that I'm ever late. I'm always on time. So the cool thing about that is like, I don't walk around telling people that I'm going to be on time. I don't walk around telling people that, Hey, you know, like it's so important to me, but, but people see it in my actions and they know, you know, that, Hey, he's always on time. He's never late, you know, cause my actions are much greater than my words in that sense. Um, the other thing about something that builds trust is really that when you make a promise to do something and then you keep it, it doesn't matter if it's a small thing or a big thing. You, it's, it's almost like, you know, that it's, it's the fact that you made a promise, you made a commitment to something and that now you're keeping it. So it could be as simple as, Hey, I'm going to be, I'm going to play Monopoly with my daughter when I get home tonight. And you tell, you know, you tell your daughter, well, when you get home, if you play Monopoly with her, then you've kept that commitment. Or if you say, I'm going to be somewhere at a certain time, you know, and you're there at a certain time, or if you're going to get a report in at a certain time, you know, and that happens. Um, if you say, you know, we want to go, you know, I want to go to the movies with you next Tuesday night. And then you end up going to the movies and you take that person to the movies. Those are all minor commitments that are examples of you making a promise and then keeping that promise. And I think that's something that's so rare in this world with so many people who promise the world and they just don't show up, you know, or they just don't keep their commitments. So if you're someone who can show up on time and actually keep your commitments, you're going to go a long way with building trust with somebody. And that's something I would challenge you in your relationship. You know, like look at all the minor commitments that you make to your, to, you know, to your partner and the, and the commitments that they make to you. And, and really, are you living up to what you're committed to? And are they living up to what they've committed to you? Because that's really, 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 really important. And what, what I would often do with people and what I recommend that you do, whether you're in a relationship or you're not, is to practice trust judgments. So look at someone and when you're deciding on whether or not to trust them, or whether or not there's someone who's worthy of your trust. Because again, your trust is a very valuable thing. So someone's got to be worthy of that, right? Look at their values and their beliefs, and then look at their past actions. Just those two things. So their values and beliefs, like what, what do they really believe in? Are they someone who at work cuts a lot of corners? Are they someone at work who, you know, has sort of uh, ambiguous morality about right and wrong? Um, or are they a straight shooter? Are they someone who's like, you know, doesn't cut any corners? And, you know, isn't afraid to grind through stuff and is really clear, uh, you know, and has very high integrity. Um, and then look at their past actions. Do they have a history of showing up and doing what they say? Are they willing to do things um, that they've committed to, even if they're difficult? Those are the, those are the easiest ways to, to, to really judge somebody and whether or not they're going to be someone who's going to be trustworthy for you is to really practice these trust judgments. And it's something that I do at work and it's something that I do in, in a lot of relationships. And I'll look at somebody and I'll say, okay, you know, is this person worthy of my trust, um, both short term and long term? And I think it's a question you really need to ask yourself. And I'll give you an example of this. I have a good, uh, good friend named John who 
um, owns a company that invests in wind farms. And when I first met him, I met him through, he was a friend, he's uh, married to a friend, he's married to one of my wife's friends, who's also become my friend, Jen, who's become a good friend as well, a great friend as well. And when I first met John, you know, him and I didn't seem to have a, a ton in common, but when I kind of looked at how he ran his business and what he believed in and kind of like what he had done in the past, it became very clear to me that like this guy was a trustworthy guy. And, and, and in making that, um, that trust judgment on him in the very beginning, you know, it was really easy to see from his past actions and his values and beliefs that this is a guy I'd be able to trust. And now, you know, fast forward, however many years, seven, eight years or whatever it is, he's become a great friend of mine and I love the guy. And, and, and I was right about his trust factor. I mean, I could trust John with just about anything. Um, so I think it's really important when you're meeting people to really look at them through the filter of a trust judgment and, and figure out like, okay, is this someone who's going to be somebody I can trust long-term or not? And then, uh, with that in mind, once you do have a trusting relationship with somebody, you know, especially if it's your spouse or your partner or whatever, you need to remember, you need to think about the fact that each one of you has a trust bank. Okay. So a trust bank, and maybe you've heard of this before, but you need to make constant deposits into the other person's trust bank and very few withdrawals, if at all. So every time I tell my wife that I will be home by 5.30 and I show up at home by 5.30, I'm depositing something small in a trust bank. Every time I say I'm going to empty the dishwasher and I do it, I'm depositing something small in the trust bank. Same thing with her. Every time she says, hey, we're going to have a date on Wednesday night and we're going to have a date on Saturday night, she and, and then we actually end up doing it no matter what happens with the kids, whatever comes up, she's depositing something into my trust bank. And what's important about this is it builds up a huge amount of goodwill and a huge amount of trust so that if you ever, you know, God forbid, have to break that trust or um, something comes up and you and you don't have a way around it and, and your trust gets broken, you've got, you can make that withdrawal because you've got enough goodwill, enough deposits built in there. So as an example, let's say, you know, my wife says, uh, we're going to have a date every week and we're going to do this and here's how I'm going to show up in our relationship and, you know, and for a year, everything happens perfectly. And then she tells, you know, something comes up and, you know, you know, a moment a week or whatever, she tells like a, like a little white lie about something really small. Well, at that point in time, what's going to, what's going to happen is I'm going to look at that and I'm gonna say, okay, you know, she's always showed up in every area. She has a history of showing up. She has a history of being trustworthy and she made a small mistake. And, and obviously at that point, it's not going to be, not going to be a huge deal, right? But the problem becomes is if she doesn't have a history of showing up and a history of being trustworthy, well, then that's going to be a big problem. And that's going to be one where it's like, you know, this little white lie or whatever it was is going to turn to a much bigger thing because, you know, she doesn't have any, she doesn't have a lot of goodwill built up um, with me. And that's obviously something that you want to, you know, you want to avoid it all at all costs. So one other thing I wanted to talk about in here is, you know, I have a lot of, of people that I know, um, that as I'm starting to do more and more coaching with them, um, it seems like the biggest challenge that they have in their relationship, and this may be you, is trust. 
and so, you know, I, I recently sent out a survey to a bunch of people and, you know, you may have been on that list. So if you responded, thank you very much. Um, but one of the biggest things that came up with people was that they're just not in a trusting relationship. So they're in a relationship, but they don't necessarily trust the other person a hundred percent. And I was really surprised by that. I was really surprised by survey results. And I think that I was surprised because, you know, I'm lucky enough to be in a relationship where I do trust, uh, my partner. And, you know, while we may have other issues, you know, for me, trust is just not one of them. Um, so in looking at that, I started thinking about, okay, like, okay, so what do you do if you're in a relationship and, you know, there's not a lot of trust there? What do you do to turn around a bad relationship or, or a non-trustworthy relationship? And I think that there, there's a few things you can do. The very first thing you need to do um, is to initiate the conversation with the other person. So you got to have that baseline conversation. You got to say, hey, there's clearly a lack of trust in our relationship. And for us to move forward, I need to be able to trust you and you need to be able to trust me. So let's work on it by doing the following. Um, you know, then you can kind of get into a couple of things that we'll talk about. But the, I think the first thing, like, again, you got to start, you got to have a base, you got to have a baseline. It's kind of like if you're trying to lose weight. Well, if you're trying to lose weight, you kind of got to know where you're starting from, right? Like you need to know how much you weigh now um, so that you can lose it, uh, you know, so you can track what you've lost. So having that very first conversation is really key. I think it's also really important if you don't say something like, you know, you shouldn't say, hey, I don't trust you uh, or I don't think you trust me. I think you need to say there's a lack of trust in our relationship because that does not um, put on, put any blame on you or put any blame on them and just is stating an obvious, obvious fact. And then from there, you need to look at, you know, and talk about what's acceptable to you and then what you're ex what you expect from the other person so there's a huge difference between the two and i actually learned this in my career a long time ago people a lot of times will not do what you expect them to do they will do what you accept so they'll do the minimum level of what you accept so if you expect somebody to empty the dishwasher clean up their socks put their bike away you know pick up their towels well, that's what you expect. But if you accept and don't complain or don't even mention anything but the fact that they just emptied the dishwasher and they don't do the other stuff, well, that's what you're accepting. And that's usually what people will do. They'll, they'll do the level of what you're accepting, not what you expect. So it's crucial to talk about what you <clears throat> are willing to accept and what you're willing, or, you know, what you're not willing to, to accept. And I think from a trust perspective, this could be a conversation like, look, you know, I'm okay with you going out every night, but it's not okay with me and it's never going to be okay with me. And I'm not going to accept if you come home any later than 11 o'clock smelling like perfume. Now, obviously that's a very drastic example, but you can see kind of where we're going. Another thing might be like if you, if you're dating someone who's got, you know, a lot of exes might be. Look, I know you're friends on Facebook with your exes, but if you're ever going to go out with them, you know, even as friends, I want to know about it. And, and, you know, because that's important to me. And I think that, you know, understanding what your line of acceptance is, is really, really key for the other person. And you need to be really, really clear about that so that you can circumvent a lot of problems. 
you know, and I, again, I see this a lot in couples where they just, you know, you know, they just don't trust each other. And I think one of the reasons they don't trust each other is because they don't really have a baseline of knowing like what trust means to the other person. Um, and, and, and really understanding what their value system and, and what their beliefs are. And I think that that's crucial, um, in any relationship. So that's really one of the ways, you know, two of the ways you turn on a bad relationship is to have that initial conversation and then also to talk about what's acceptable to you. What's not acceptable to you. And I got to tell you, um, <clears throat> and I'm a guy and I've been on both sides of this. I have been on the side where, uh, you know, although I'm married now and everything's fantastic, you know, before I got married, I was in relationships where I just flat out didn't trust the other person. And they just kept presenting evidence to me and I kept ignoring it because I was, you know, I really liked them or whatever. And <clears throat> eventually they finally broke my trust and, you know, then, and we would break up. Um, and then I've also been on the other side where I probably didn't do the most, you know, I'm not proud of it, but I didn't do the most trustworthy things in my early twenties with the people that I was dating at that time. And, uh, and, um, you know, like I said, like, I'm not proud of it, but I know that I know both sides of it. I've seen both sides of it and now both sides of it work. So for you to really be in a trusting relationship, you really need to do that. You need to have that initial conversation about there being a lack of trust and then have that conversation about what's acceptable, acceptable to you, what's not acceptable to you. Because once you've sort of set that groundwork, then it becomes very, very easy for you to judge um, someone in your relationship to see exactly what's happening. And I think that's something that's really key because when you have those two things set up and you say like, look, okay, I have told him. I don't want, you know, hanging out with his exes unless he talks to me, you know, unless he tells me about it. And three or four months go by and you find out that he's gone out with his exes like, you know, four or five times. It doesn't matter that the guy's gone out with him, uh, gone out with his exes that many times. What it matters is that he wasn't honest with you about it. And if he's not honest about that with you, what else is he being dishonest about? It makes it much easier for you to deal with the situation because you've got a clear, um, judgment on it because you've already talked about doing this and, and the guy went ahead and, and, uh, did it anyway. So that's something. So if you're in a, if you're in a relationship that lacks trust, have those conversations now so you can prevent some heartache, uh, down the road. And that leads me into kind of, uh, the final piece of this. And that is, sorry, I'm just banging my elbow against the table. Um, some tips to create a trusting relationship. The very first tip I would tell you is, is might be a little counterintuitive, but is to know when you're, when you're going to walk away and know when you'd walk away from a relationship. So if you're in a, in a relationship where you don't trust the other person, you got to know at what point am I walking away? He said, are you walking away when she cheats on you? Are you walking away when she's close to cheating on you? Are you walking away when, you know, the guy doesn't show up for, you know, or goes out every single night and you know, is in a bar drinking with his friends until three o'clock in the morning. At what point are you willing to walk away from that relationship? And this is the part that I see with a lot of people where, because they don't know what point to walk away, they'll stay in a relationship forever. And I've seen this with my friends. Um, I had a good friend in college. I saw, uh, I saw this with him, with his girlfriend. She would just abuse this guy just mentally and emotionally. And actually one time physically, and he just stayed forever. He had no, you know, he thought, you know, thought he was in love with her and, and just eventually, you know, they ended up breaking up and it was horrible and, and he was messed up for it for, I would say almost 10 years. And, and, and quite honestly, like it was largely because he just didn't know when to walk away. And we used to talk about it all the time. Like, man, this girl's horrible for you, dude. You got to get out of this relationship. 
and he just didn't know when to walk away. So uh, one thing about a trusting relationship is know when you're going to walk away, know when what's acceptable to you is not acceptable to you. A lot of times it's easier to do this in the workplace than it is to do in a love relationship because you can, you know, if someone doesn't show up for two meetings in a row, they're out. You know, if I interview somebody for a job and I ask them to follow up with me the next day and they don't, they're out. I just don't consider them anymore. They're just like, it's very clear to me that, um, you know, that's not acceptable. So, so, you know, they're not the person for me. So the other tip, like we talked about before is to consider someone's past actions. What have they done in the past? Are they a trustworthy person? Like I told you about my friend, John, you know, he's got a history of, uh, trustworthy act, you know, past actions. So it's very easy for me to establish a trusting relationship with him. Um, and then from your own level, tip number three is don't ever promise something you're not sure you can deliver. So, and this, again, this is a basic one, but like for me, I have no promising, I have no problem promising that I'll be somewhere at eight or two or whatever it is, because I know I'm almost physically incapable of ever being late. So for me to promise a time to somebody is not a problem at all because I know I'm always going to hit it. Conversely, if I had to promise somebody that, um, you know, I'm going to be able to program their computer or fix their computer, uh, you know, I'd be totally out of luck because I don't have a clue how to do any of that stuff. Uh, I always have people do that for me. So, you know, so I don't ever promise that someone ever, if I ever hear someone who has got computer problems, like I don't even bother trying to help them out because I know I don't know how to do it. So I only, I only, I truly try to make promises that only I can, you know, that I know that I can deliver. So that's what I would say is like only promise what you know you can deliver. Never try to promise something you don't think you can deliver. Or you have a doubt of whether you can deliver it or not. Um, and and the last tip is really <clears throat> brutal honesty. Now is better than heartache later on um, when your trust is broken. So being brutally honest now is is way 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 more important uh and way easier uh than having to lie about something down down the road be honest with the other person now if you're in a relationship and and you'll find that long-term things will be better because you're honest up front so if i say to kelly you know you know way back when if i said like look i love to hike and i'll go hiking with you every weekend because you know, I know she loves hiking. Um, I, I promise to always be, you know, I, I promise to go hiking with you every weekend for the rest of our lives. Well, you know, quite honestly, <clears throat> I'm going to fail miserably at that because I don't like to hike. Um, I've had a couple knee surgeries and back surgeries, so hiking is not something I super enjoy. Um, so it would set us up for a life of heartache and it would really, really break her trust if I did, you know, if I said that. So unfortunately, being brutally honest with her has meant that in the past that I've said, like, I don't like to hike. You know, I don't want to go hiking every weekend. I'll go occasionally and I'll do just about anything else. But that's like the one thing that I'm just not going to be able to commit to on a, on a very regular basis. I mean, I'll, uh, you know, I just, I just don't want to commit to it. You know, whether we end up doing it or not, it's a different story, but I don't ever want to commit to it. And that took brutal honesty and I know the first time I told her that, like, you know, she wasn't thrilled about that because she loves to hike. But I, I'm, I hope that she was at least appreciative of the fact that I was being honest with her, you know, and I wasn't going to lie to her and commit to something that I wasn't willing to do. So being brutally honest, uh, not promising something you can't deliver, you know, considering the other person's past actions, 
and knowing when to walk away. Those are the four tips about how to build a trusting relationship in the fall, in the start. And, and, and it all starts in your, in your practicing your trust judgment. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you're in a relationship where, um, trust is an issue, I really do hope that you get a chance to have that turnaround conversation and ask that person, you know, initiate the conversation and then figure out what's acceptable to you, what's acceptable to them. Cause I think that you deserve to be in a trusting relationship, um, no matter who you are and, and you deserve it. You're worthy of it. You know, you need to believe that. Like I said before, that's the first step is you got to believe that you're worthy of a trusting relationship. I want you to have a trusting relationship. Life is just way easier in your life when you're in love with somebody or in your relationship with somebody that you trust. And it's way easier for them if they trust you. So trust is the cornerstone of any great relationship. So I wish you the best in that. And for more podcasts like this, more info like this, please check out my website, jimsimco.com, J-I-M-S-I-M as in Mary, C-O-E.com, jimsimco.com. Thank you very much. Hope you guys have a fantastic day and I'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you want more information, check out my website at jimsimco.com, J-I-M-S-I-M-S-I-M-S-I-M-S-I-M-S-I-M-S-I-M-S-I-M-S-I-M-S-I-M-S-I-M-S-I-M-S-I-M-S-I-M-S-I-M-S-I-M-S-I-